grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the ESF Midweek Meditation. I hope this weekly podcast will give you grounding in an uncertain time, give you tools for walking through your week, and help us become centered in Jesus Christ. For this first episode, I want to say that I've been thinking a lot about grounding lately. Grounding seems like a good word to focus on when it seems like so much is spitting out of control with the virus and shutdowns and disruptions to our life. And yet, we've been gifted with this time of slowing down. Like For instance, Samantha, my wife and I have been doing nightly yoga together in our dining room and reconnecting. I've been waking early, as I am right now, with my three-year-old as she watches. Well, right now she's watching Doc McStuffins. Um, But thank God for screens. And I'll have a quiet time of devotion or prayer or meditation. We take daily walks with the dog, which is something we haven't done since Buster was like two years old. Because there's nothing else to do, All this, it kind of grounds my day. Honestly, I haven't done early morning devotions since before Grace was born. I'm wondering if for those of you listening who attended or attend or graduated from a place like Wake Forest or any school for that matter, where the emphasis is on doing, achieving just as much as you can and success, that... How upside down do you feel right now that this is like a time of slowing down? And there's really nothing for you to do except to just be. In this time of being, it's time to maybe nurture the soul and reawaken to the love of God. One of the ways of doing that is through contemplation and through contemplative prayer. And it's kind of a paradox because it asks us to just be. It's a letting go and disembodiment, and at the same time, it's grounding and being fully present and embodied. So this pod, specifically for these first few episodes, will highlight a few mystics, people who've experienced God in isolation. Is that too much on the nose? Well, some were hermits or monastics, or anchoresses, which is a pretty cool word, right? So, for these episodes, I would invite you to find a comfortable place to listen to this. And perhaps close your eyes, um, as long as you're not driving. Or maybe wrap your hands around a cup, a warm drink, and let go. And I'm going to read you a passage from Colossians. I'm going to read it twice. And the second time through... I would like you to choose a word. For example, it could be Jesus or Christ or mystery or body. But just for the first reading, just listen. And then the second time through, find a word. This is Colossians 2, 1 through 10. For I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face. 
I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one may deceive you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, and I rejoice to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him, who is the head of every ruler and authority. Again, from Colossians 2. For I want you to know how much I am struggling for you, and for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face. I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love, so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am saying this so that no one may deceive you with plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, and I rejoice to see your morale and the firmness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the universe, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have come to fullness in him who is the head of every ruler and authority. I really love those words Paul wrote. I want their hearts to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, who in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Like I said, we are going to highlight a, a mystic or a saint during this time. And 
The mystic we're talking about today is, for this first episode, is Thomas Merton, a Catholic monk who died in 1968. He knew this passage well, and he wrote a book about this hidden wholeness that one experienced in Christ, that he experienced in Christ. Grounded and rooted in Christ meant that if we just try to dwell in Christ, then we can find that Christ has all we need, fullness, hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. While living as a Trappist monk in a monastery in Kentucky, Merton merged Eastern mysticism to Western sacred traditions. He wrote extensively, including Thoughts in Solitude, which is one of my favorite books. He says, There is no true spiritual life outside the love of Christ. We have a spiritual life only because we are loved by Him. The spiritual life consists in receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit and His charity because the Sacred Heart of Jesus has willed His love that we should live by His Spirit. The same Spirit which proceeds from the Word, from the Father, who is Jesus' love for the Father. If we know how great is the love of Jesus for us, we will never be afraid to go to Him in all our poverty all our weakness, all our spiritual wretchedness and infirmity. Indeed, when we understand the true nature of his love for us, we will prefer to come to him poor and helpless, and we will never be ashamed of our distress. Distress is to our advantage when we have nothing to seek but mercy. God. Don't you love that? And how appropriate for our time right now where we are distanced and isolated and things are upside down instead of being with our friends and learning in a classroom setting, we're looking at each other's faces on Zoom and trying to connect with each other and trying to complete assignments from afar and midterms from a distance. We're in distress. Thomas Merton says, distress is to our advantage when we have nothing to seek but mercy. And it's not something that we should be shameful about. For instance, when we are really distressed, when we're suffering, there's a lot of sickness around us right now and more that's coming. There's a lot of distress that's on its way. So let's lean into that, Merton says. Let's use it to our advantage. Because when we come in that spiritual poverty, that it allows a kind of emptiness that is filled with Christ's wholeness and fullness. So for a spiritual practice... I want to give you something for your toolbox so that you can have some practices in your solitude. And for this morning, for today, we're going to do five minutes of contemplative prayer. So again, I would say you are invited to find again a comfortable place to sit. Back straight, 
hands in lap or on knees or resting comfortably around a warm cup of coffee. And I would invite you to close your eyes and bring your attention now onto your breath. And now I want you to recall that word that you chose from Colossians. Remember that word. It's going to help you return to your breath when your mind wanders, which it will. Just thank the thought and let the thought go and return to your word in your breath. We're going to start at the sound of the bell and we're going to go for five minutes, returning often to our word and our breathing. We'll hear a bell at the end.
would invite you to say the doxology with me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I am with you always. May God the Creator bless you. May God the Son walk with you. May God the Spirit lead your lives with love and bring you home.